the homo happy hour. It's good. Good for you. Oh, it's so good for you, for real, for fun, for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. Where at? Here at 91.5 FM WPRK, the best in basement radio, on Tuesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. This is episode number 73. You can catch our past episodes at www.homohappyhour.com. And I am your host, DJ Crazy JC, back from the COVID. Finally. You hear him over there also. It is Tom the Elderberry. Hey, hey, hey. Namas Cray, John. Namas Cray. We got to start out with our Oh, yes. Hold on. Yes, oh. have to start happy hour the right way. Invisible liquor. Uh, yes. <laughs> Invisible liquor. <laughs> we we like to do shots of air. <laughs> it's so healthy. Well, you know, they have those oxygen bars. Well, they did. Okay. <laughs> All the oxygens in the hospitals. That's true. That's true. They couldn't do it anymore. I've never been to one of those, but I do oh, know. No. I do know whenever I do oxygen, like whenever you put some oxygen under you, whenever I'm having breathing problems, it really helps. Oh, absolutely. So I can imagine. So how are you doing? I'm still Rona free. I'm one of the seven people left in a circle fighting it off. <laughs> You're one of the seven people left in the world. Well, at least in Orlando. It seems like everybody. It just swept through here like a tide. You know, I, I, it, I, all I had was, and I, st- the only thing I'm still having is my, my one earlobe is like really um, clogged. So it's weird to hear on my one ear, but my other ear is perfectly fine. So that's why I'm listening through that ear. <laughs> Did yours start with a head cold like everybody else's? Yeah, yeah. It started um, It started in my chest and my nose, but it was only like one side of my nose, which is the same side that my ear is is all clogged Wonky. on. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe it's just, you know, I got water in my ear or something like that. But I've done earwax, those earwax drops. I've done Like heat. hot wax earwax? No, not hot oh, wax. Oh, the warm the Earwax remover. Oh, yeah. I've done that. I've done um, a blow dryer. I've done hot water. Nothing. So I'm like, okay, it's just still left over from the Rona. Yeah. If it keeps going, see an ENT. Yeah. Yeah, that one. No. And now we're even worrying about because there there's a n- another version of Rona. Breaking update. The BA2, otherwise known as Omicron Stealth. Mm. I cannot believe that. I'm like, oh, Stealth, that's what you're going to name? It just keeps coming. But it did. It felt like a it felt like a head cold. I'm so lucky to be, you know, vaccinated, vaccinated and boosted. Um, the weird thing was that my partner has tested negative this entire time. That's amazing. Now I think that it, I my it's just a theory. It's not anything based in science. It's just a theory. But I think that um, he just had his booster. Like within the last month. Yeah, it could and, be. And then it takes two weeks for it to really get going. So I really wonder if that's what happened with him because he had good antibodies. Yes, very good antibodies. Well, cheers to to Paul's antibodies. Exactly. Yay, antibodies. I mean, you know, we didn't kiss or anything like that during the time, of course. But I also, I will, I'll be honest and say that I wasn't sitting in my own home with a mask on twenty four seven to protect him. I, I would have, but he didn't 
didn't want. He's like, no, I'm, if I get it, I get it. I, I yeah. And I'm like, if there's a if there's a, a variant to get, let it be Omicron because it was just a head cold to me. But that's not true for everyone else. No, but everybody starts with a head cold. Yeah, yeah. But um, a lot of people they start and they have the runny nose. I didn't have a runny nose. I had total congestion <sighs> and a headache. That stupid headache that will not go away. It's not. It wasn't like forefront bad the first couple of days it was, but it was more just pressure from the sinuses. See, I had all the symptoms, but tested negative. That's awesome. But I still did the whole 10-day quarantine. Right. It's right. like, nah, I don't think well, so. Well, I think it's five days if you're asymptomatic, five days. And then days, test on day six. And then test on day six. Um, and and continue walking around for five more days with a mask on wherever you're going, which is kind of redundant because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to wear a mask no matter where I'm going anyway. And for all our listeners, we're with you if you've suffered. Yes, and for all we're our listeners, you may not be you. able to tell it, but we're even wearing masks talking to y'all right now. Yes, we're in a secret location. Yes, we are. In our disguises. In our disguises. In a mask in a disguise. <laughs> so we look like Lindsay Lohan in Mykonos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Poor with, Lindsay. With a long beard. <laughs> and, oh, she and might it, have And one. his mask beard, too, which is even better. <laughs> she probably does have a long beard. I don't know his name, but she probably does. No, she's going to get married to a super rich guy. Oh, really? Greek. Mm. Good for her. Exactly. Live your best life, Lindsay. She wouldn't even need to do that either, really. Well, she's got a club with that. She makes all her money at now. She doesn't have yeah. to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Smart lady. And she and she also has so much already that she has done since I mean she's been working since she was a child. I mean, child labor, you know. Mm. I don't know. I think it is child labor whenever you have <laughs> kids act. But Gypsy when, Rose Lee. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shirley Temple. All of them. It, it, and it eventually, with the majority of them, becomes like, it's almost like child abuse. Mm-hmm. Poor Judy. <laughs> yes. Poor Judy. So locally, we got a lot of stuff popping. Lots of local stuff. Go ahead and No, I want you to go first. Okay. I'll follow up the rear. Yeah. That, you do that so well. So we have, um, locally, we have Boomerangs, the thrift store in Altamont Springs that you can look at. Boomerangs Thrift on um, on um, Instagram. I couldn't remember what social media. I think they're still doing the Betty White Challenge on every Tuesday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's done so much well, the Betty White Challenge. And then there's, of course, House on Church with their Sunflower Sundays are back where they have opened back up. It's always, every time I see it, called Scott Robert DJs. And so he always does videos of everyone. It just looks like such a fun time. And if you like Scott, you can vote for him in the Wave Awards right now. Yes, the Wave Awards is back. So all of your favorite persons in in all of the favorite categories are up for an award. So if you really want to... It's just really sad, though, whenever you have, like, like in the favorite local DJ, uh, DJ Scott Robert, DJ Joni, DJ Brianna, Lee. It's like you have to make a choice then. Just like favorite bartenders, you always have to make a choice. Life is full of choices. Oh, that Jeff Munzig is on one. I usually vote for him. Um, like for, for brunch. Although now this year, there's a lot of brunches. There's a hundred brunches. There's Island Time brunch. There's um, April Fresh's comedy brunch. There's, there's one on Wall Street that I don't know the name of the restaurant. 
Is that the island time? No, island time is on the other side of Thornton oh, Park. That's right. That's right. Near where all Dexter's was. Island time. Yeah, island island time is down to uh, Summerland, isn't it? Yeah, behind Graffiti Junction. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's lots of, of brunches that you could go to. So that's going to be a lot in the Wave Awards, I'm sure. I and April Fresh's brunch is coming up. Yes, April Fresh's. tickets still available February brunch it. is coming up. Tickets are available at Eventbrite. Um, and it, it, and coming up soon, because they've already started putting the thing out, is the Miss Comedy Queen and Mr. Comedy Queen pageant. Yes, that's going to be at at the DPAC. The, it's going to be in the Alice and Bill De, or Pube Theater. Yeah, that'll tickets be are in on the, sale. No tickets are on sale now for it. Yeah, because Tina Burner is going to give away her crown. Yes, and she's had the crown for two years. Finally, mm-hmm. mm, they're, they're going to rip it out of her hands. Right, they'll Get be away. You're a rude stumps. girl now. You don't need the crown. Although, to be honest, um, look, Ginger Minge. There's a lot of comedy queens, but that, there's people flying into per, to for this one. Oh yeah, that it's the way it's been every year. Um, for for the last three or four years, it's been that way, where people are flying in from all kinds of places just to um get to become Miss Comedy Queen if they want. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody's been to the the theater that they're going to do it in. It's fantastic because it's very intimate. They're doing prelims at Southern Nights. Okay. And then they're doing the main the the main one. The yeah. last night is at DPAC. Yep. Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center, if you don't know what DPAC is. Yeah, it's not DBAG, it's DPAC. DPAC, yeah. Not DBAG. That would be someone else that I don't know. Right. <laughs> so yeah. It's probably in Melbourne. And then of course talking about Southern Knights or Southern Knights, District Dive, Southern Craft. Hey right Taylor. There. Hey Taylor. Happy birthday to your sister Taylor. Miss Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. She's and fab. There's um oh my gosh. Then there's Savoy, which they have a lot going on every night. Yes, because Lacey Browning is bringing her act yes. from for the RuPaul's viewing party. And they're going to be doing that. I think it's Fridays, right? Is that's yeah. when it's broadcast. Yes. So she'll be there, and they're screening together, just like it was at Stonewall. Probably the same crowd. So go and enjoy that. Speaking of Lacey, she was at uh, Island Time this last weekend. She performed. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, she was. She looked great. She always does, though. Always does. Um, there's let House me see. on Church. There's House on Church. Yeah, that began with that one with Sunflower Sundays. There, there's just so much. I know. And then culturally, we have two really good events coming. Up. Yes, tell us about those. One's going to be at the Penguin Point um, Theater. Uh huh. Um, it's Penguin Point Productions. They're going to be. It's similar to the V monologues. It's going to be the HIV monologues yes. by Dr. Ricardo Ortolaza. And he's going to be performing the... And where is that at? That is at Penguin Point in Oviedo Mall. Oh, okay, Oviedo Mall. Uh, 1220 Oviedo Mall Boulevard. And tickets for this are at penguinpointproductions.com forward slash tickets. That sounds great because the bee monologues is, is well known. Because it, it's not all dark. It, it, right. it, it goes all over the place. Right, right. And then the other thing that I'm personally really excited about uh-huh. is they're going to be doing Angels in America Part 1, right. Millennia Approaches by Tony Kushner. And for those of you who awesome. don't know, it's a Pulitzer winning prize plays uh, Pulitzer winning prize, sorry, 
set in 1980s New York, and it involves characters that are still with us today. Yes. Roy Cohn was the former president's lawyer and taught him lots of things, and yeah. The main, the main though, he isn't with us anymore. The main character? No. Because of Most course, of the characters what, that were written for this are, are right. long past. Because they have it. Because it was a movie. If people don't know, um, Angels in America is you know about. It's pretty much the first thing that we had to document having HIV in it the eighties. Nineteen eighty-five. It, it was, was the it, first play that hit Broadway. Yes. And then he wrote the Even second part that came North. in ninety. That was um, Angels in America: Perestroika. And then late eighties was when Normal Heart came out. Right. There was that whole raft of things that longtime companion Jeffrey, that whole yeah oh um, that's right Jeffrey I forgot all about Jeffrey that immediate onslaught after AIDS that people had to put their creative part away from the grief right. that those came out and so Angels on, in America I really would recommend that if you like stuff oh I like think that it's going to be fantastic yeah especially and tickets for that are at events.valenciacollege.edu that's right because it's at Valencia West. And tickets start the beginning. Uh, east, at, isn't it? Yeah, it's east. The Kalanahatchee Trail. Um, performances go from February fourth to February twenty sixth. Ah. Oh. And the HIV monologues is only one night. That's Saturday, February nineteenth, uh-huh. or February nineteenth at seven p.m. Well. So I think those both of those will be really fun. Yeah. You know what TV Land Live recently had their <sighs> G- Gilligan's Island. Speaking of the Betty White Challenge, they're rerunning. The performance from Clearwater, uh, from the Claremont from Theater, Claremont. and they're donating it to the, uh, to the Orlando the human, or SPCA. The rest, yeah, yeah. Which I think is awesome. Yeah, for all a, of y'all. Thank you. Uh huh. And it's so much. It's so fun. They also did Gilligan's Island recently, and Adrian, which Mr. Miss Adrian is on the Wave Awards for favorite perform local performer. She's one of the ones on there. Um, but she played Gilligan, and I'm like, oh, yes, this is perfect for Adrian. <laughs> I know, Divine played Mr. Howell. Yes, Mr. Howell, and Locke played lovey Mrs. Howell. I just thought it was great. I wish I would have saw that, because that would have been so funny seeing them both in those two roles. In those roles, yeah, especially Doug, Bowser. Oh, that would be hilarious seeing him. And Chad. I just love Chad yeah. to death. yeah. I just think it's you know the even though we've lost one venue, it's we're all the still, other ones absorb it and it continues. Yeah, and even so, even when you have stuff like like Tora Hyman has Estefan's Kitchen right. over at um, um, I Drive. At, no, Estefan's Kitchen downtown. Oh, and then um, she has Scream the cocktails and screams. Um, she does a sh- where she watches horror movies. And all the stuff that happens at Hamburger Mary's. Hamburger Mary, yeah. Who we are? We never really talk about Hamburger Mary's that much, but it's like there. There's just so many new things popping up. You know why? Because really, it's not the gays, the local gays that go to Ham- Hamburger Mary. It's all visitors and straight people that go. <laughs> but our performers need our support. Yes, and it, they're still, still treasured members local. of our community. Uh, speaking of which, Lee Shannon. Um, I, I finally found his new store in College Park. Oh, you did? I had wondered where it was, and I stumbled upon it going to lunch with Casper. Oh, good. 
Oh, good. It's a cute little shack. She's doing her illusion show is, I think, 20, this is the 25, 25th year of her illusion show, and she's having some stuff, which you can find Lee Shannon, L-E-I-G-H, Shannon, on Facebook. Um, I don't know if she's on if Instagram. I never see it. Right. That's the only place I know to look for her. <laughs> or just go to Ritzy Rags and more <laughs> in College Park. I right next to Christo's. Oh, it is? Yep. Okay. It's the building right next to Christo's where the Christo's sign is. Uh-huh. Right there. Oh, okay. Can't miss it. Wow. So question now. Yeah. We talked about my COVID journey. One of the things I did during COVID was catch up on RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. And wow, I have to say I am liking this season. So the first show, the very first episode, they had seven girls come in. And then they did that last. They time. sent one away. They sent one had to go. Then they had seven more come in, and then one of them got sent home. Then they brought the twelve of them together, and then they brought back the two that they sent home. <laughs> so now it's fourteen girls as it should have been. And then this past week, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet, but Junja Belaya was sent home. Yeah, but they gave them all chocolate bars first. Yes, they gave them all chocolate bars and only one of them is a gold bar. What in the Willy Wonka? Yes. <laughs> because uh, uh, RuPaul has it's, it's all the you know, RuPaul has chocolate bars now. I know. So she has to hawk it somehow. So she's doing it on her own show. I know. <laughs> yeah, they have one, and that's the memes. It's chocolate. All oh, those memes. I saw that so fast and was screaming. And I saw one that said, it's chocolate. And then another one underneath it was, I can't remember who it was, Kennedy, I think, was... Um, was holding um, holding up one that said milk from from All Stars. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious, so hilarious. So, so um, the one that the bottom two this past week was June Jambalaya and Maddie Morphosis, and I have to say, mm. I'm kind of crushing on Maddie, and it's not the straight thing; it's just that he's it's the straight thing. Maybe it is a wish dar. I mean, it's not a gay dar because he's straight. But I just think he's the cutest of all the boys, you know, out but of drag. I think that's he's the cutest. Not the goal. Oh, I know, I know. But I just I love him because he's that's just, the one to do. You are the um, yeah. <laughs> that I just think that he's really. I don't know. It's just something to have a straight guy on Drag Race where. You know, it's another first for them. And I think it's great to hear him talking about how he's opened up. It's opened up his world to gay people and drag, the whole drag community. I think it would be an opportunity for them to explore asking him what it's like doing it in the straight community. Yeah. There was a little inner exchange that should could have went somewhere Yeah, that didn't. Whenever they were talking, uh, when they were getting ready and they were doing their makeup and they found out and they were talking about it. Yeah. Now, what I thought was weird was, so the six or the seven people total, six plus Maddie, that the group that Maddie was in within the first two weeks, which Maddie was the second one. Um, he came out to them all that he was straight. That's so funny saying come out that he's straight. But he came out to them that he was straight. Then... Whenever they brought in the other seven, 
and whenever everyone was together, RuPaul was the one that came out with, oh, well, you know, well, Maddie, what about our first straight guy? And then all the other new people didn't know it yet. And they're like, <gasps> that's like, the gag. I'm like, yeah, but really, is it RuPaul's place to say that? Well, yes, it is because it's her show. But she's I, always said everything's drag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was sad to see Maddie in the bottom, too, but I was so glad when it wasn't Maddie that went home. I just wish the show that trying to show the whole scope of us yeah. would allow us to look at the whole scope of everything else. Yes. It seemed like a miss. Yeah. But that's true. No, no, that's true. But that's I've already true. picked a team. Oh, who's that? I'm Willow Pill all the way. I, all the yes. way. Yes. I think Willow Pill is so talented and quirky as a boy, very quirky. Not your not you know, not your run of a mill. Oh, who's the trade on drag race this season? You know, not like not fitting that at all, not conventionally good looking, but so smart, beautiful as a woman. Oh, and some of his are we still on Willow? Yeah. Some of his videos that he's done over like three years ago are uh -huh. absolutely screamtastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great that he has the opportunity to present what he does because I think he's brilliant. He was the one that did the um, threw everything in the bathtub. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. It was so weird and out there that. But it, because it's video, he got to express all of the weirdness. Yeah. It wasn't somebody else directing it. it I was, thought it was right. funny, like side-splitting funny. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was my favorite of all the talent contests. That was my favorite because it didn't make you think. It didn't. It wasn't for no reason. But she's just standing there just throwing all this stuff into this bathtub with bubbles and then gets in it herself. I'm like, that's the best talent ever. Yep. And it was to, it was you were along the journey. It with was her. to also let them know, okay, tell us something about you know, let your your drag, what your performance is doing, tell us a little bit about you. Well, if that doesn't tell you about Willow, okay, I'm quirky. I'm gonna pull stuff out that you never thought of. Right. I, I love that. That's the kind of stuff I love. What about cornbread? Cornbread. I have a feeling that cornbread might become. One of the, I, I think she's going to end up in top four. Um, I really do. She's really funny. But I do think that Cornbread is going to be one of the more controversial um, people this season because she speaks her mind. Oh, she's twisted. She's very twisted. She paid Daya better $1,000 to eat a dead dragonfly. Yes. I'll pay I you $1,000 like, if you eat that. The I was like, oh, girl. Well, no. diabetes didn't have to worry with her diabetes. So, <laughs> oh, so diabetes. Speaking of diabetes, um, diabetes was the very first one that was sent home from her week, and she was one of the ones that were sent home because they said, how is it they put it? She was just like her drag mother, who was on the previous season. Um, oh, which one was her mom? I had that in my head. Do you remember? I don't. Crystal Method. Oh. Crystal Method is diabetes, diabetes drag mother. And they kept saying, well, it just looks like 
crystal meth then. Oh, yeah, a copy. But then this most recent episode this past Friday, whenever um, June Jambalaya came out there because it was the ball, um, the ball balls, <laughs> and the June Jambalaya come out looks. there, and they actually said to the, yeah, it's a lot of looks. It was a lot of looks. And but they actually said to her, yeah, you don't need to, and take from what somebody else does and and do it. No, just copy. And my thought was, but wait a minute. That's not what it's about. She, RuPaul said it like two or three times this last episode. Yeah, you don't have to expand on someone else's vision. You can just copy, you know, just copy. And then I'm like, but wait a minute. Didn't you send Daya Betty home the first episode because she was copying her drag mother? So funny when they do that stuff. Editing. Yeah. A lot of that's editing. But the 42 outfits. Yeah. They had those girls working. Yes, they did. And I do have to say, I agree with them that June Jambalaya, that last outfit, <laughs> I didn't ag- I, I I agreed that. Um, the red, white, and the awful. Yeah. Yeah. And she had all those flowers that she was holding, the bride one. For the bride dress, she had all the flowers that she was holding. And what I think really messed her up, she was really getting into the lip sync for your life. Really getting into it. But she pulls off her one wig and then she had a little a little popsy wig on underneath it. So she had that. No big deal. Whatever. We've seen people do that. But then she's taking her clothes off except for the top and it keeps going down below her chest. Then she takes her shoes off and I'm like, girl. And she's running around in circles. Yeah. Getting naked. Like yes. a crazy queen. Out. Like she is. It, out it looked mom. more like she was getting out of drag <laughs> because having to run and the way she was running around and everything. Yeah, that's why I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, girl, you're going home. Mm. You're going home this weekend. So if you do want to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, you can catch that every Friday at 8 p.m. on VH1. Maybe we'll hear more about Ru's Coffee Enemas. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was I had, dying. I had no idea. I was like, I oh, was my dying. Gosh. No wonder she's so thin. She kept talking. And like, energetic. And energetic. The way she was talking about that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, girl, this is crazy. I was rolling. Well, something else that's wonderful that has been going on in, in the world is oh, Jeopardy. Yes. Before we... R.I.P. Andre Leon Talley. Oh, yes, we did. We lost Andre Leon Talley. We lost a lot of people these two weeks. I have to weeks. admit, I never knew who he was until I watched America's Next Top Model. Because oh he gosh. was on there a lot. In 1982, Tyra. he was uh-huh. the front desk person for Andy Warhol's Interview Magazine. Oh, really? So that was his gateway. When he moved to New York City, he got right in there. He is just And then he became best grand. friends with Diana Freeland. Uh-huh. And he was he cultured himself in history in costume design okay. and clothing design. So when he showed up in New York, he knew it. He he's just very talented. He is so accomplished. Anna Wintour would not be Anna Wintour without him. Exactly. Exactly. And what I think he was the editor for for Vogue Paris or something? Uh, Women's Wear Daily. 
and yeah, and I think Vogue or uh, Vogue. And then he time. came and was um, editor in chief of Vogue with yes. Anna Wintour. Yes, yes, but he was amazing. He showed a lot of people what you can do if you just want it. We've been losing a lot of people. Seriously, I mean Betty White and a lot of comedians at that. Bob Saget biting in Orlando. Oh, Dang. I know. And then I Louis know. Anderson. Hey, if I was to go out, I would want to go out like Bob Saget did at, you know, a, in a lush hotel <laughs> in your room. He performed two places that he loved. He did 90 minutes at the Hard Rock here in Orlando, yep. and then he did two hours in Jacksonville. Yep. I think they're going to um, rule that that was a heart attack because they said he was clutching his chest. Um whenever they found him that his hand was on his chest and usually that means heart attack or pledge of allegiance or really bad indigestion <laughs> but no that wouldn't kill you the pledge of allegiance could <laughs> you never know <laughs> so jeopardy jeopardy all right for you amy schneider we we totally stand you at Outlouderland of the Homo Happy Hour, where you can find our episodes at www.homohappyhour.com. But Amy Schneider is now the second highest winning streak in Jeopardy history. Do you know who has she has to take out? Ken. That's it. The guy that is asking her all, giving her the answers, <laughs> giving if her the answers for her to ask the question. His streak was seventy four. Yeah. She's already beat James Holzer in money. Yes. Yes. She is tearing it up. Yeah. Yeah. And the first woman that's ever won a million dollars on it. The first woman to win a million dollars. The first transgender woman to make it to... Um, air. The, the, no, not air, but... No, but the, she'll be on the, the Tournament, Tournament of, of Champions. Champions. Yeah. The first to make it on Tournament of Champions. I love that that... While they give her the accolades of being the first transgender this and that, that they also uh, they also the woman. include first woman to do this. I think that is a very good step in the right direction for television. Absolutely, and she's a joy to watch. She even really when she is. when she misses questions like last night. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. She's the highest winning female contestant. She's also the first openly trans contestant to qualify for Tournament of Champions. And she is the fifth millionaire in the show history and the fourth to reach that milestone in regular play. Now, I've yeah, I've been watching. I watch Jeopardy. Um, no shame. She is, she is just doing great. I will say I read an article, though, that was talking about her and um, not just her, but talking about Jeopardy and that one of the guys that remember the way it used to be, it used to be you could only win for five days, you know, Monday through Friday. And then the very next week, it would be three new people. And one of the guys that was one of the winners from that, he said he hated that they now have it where they can um where they can be on there as long as they need. He started when Ken Jennings did it because he said that whenever you're there, you get used to the buzzard. Yeah, the rhythm. So you so you can get it quicker. So you can get it quicker than others can because they're new. They're coming in. They're 
in awe because they're on TV. They have a studio audience. You and know, the blinding lights. And yeah, and the lights and everything. And then they have to get used to using the clicker. I think that's fair, but the people that own the company can change the rules. <laughs> exactly. I, I actually like it that they can keep playing more. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they might be able to do it, but how often are the people, all three of them, doing the buzzer? I Usually know, but how awesome that they know all those things. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of things. I know. I mean, I still come wonder, on. I still wonder if they give them a, um, nope. a book or something. No. Those people, you, have you ever done the online one where you try out? No. No. <laughs> Try out. I have no. I know I'm you dumb. I don't the need them to three. tell me no. too. You can get the first three, and then they move on rapidly. And it's like, um, what is sand? <laughs> what are the shakables? <laughs> it was ridiculous. I'm like, there's no way I could ever do that. I wouldn't be able to. I'm I great at home. To. I can rattle them off, but I think if I was there yes. in person, I would be like. I know what it is, and my brain wouldn't hit the button fast enough. Right, right, and then Amy would beat you out, and she'd say, ha, huh? ha, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the number one woman of Jeopardy. She was on Good Morning America the other day. Oh, she was, did you see yeah, they Yeah, they did a little interview with her, and she's like, my favorite experience is being on TV as my true self, expressing myself, representing the entire community of trans people, and just showing a different thing that maybe some people haven't seen, of being a smart, confident woman, you know, just doing something super normal like being on Jeopardy. Right. Wow. Because that's what it's about. Exactly. But the fact that she can live her authentic self and be on TV. And you know what? If anybody has a problem with it, hey, guess what? She's a millionaire. She don't care. Okay. (laughs) She does not care what y'all think. I saw somebody... And um, whenever that article was posted on Facebook, I saw someone said, yeah, if you would allow real women now. And I'm thinking, oh, you know what? You're yawn. saying that to nobody because nobody, she's got millions of dollars now. She does not care. And that brain of her, she's so smart. You think she really would care even if she had a penny to her name? I mean, you and I don't even care. Right. I mean, you're just screaming in a Facebook keyboard warrior. Yeah, that's what it is. Fight on, troll. D- troll, that's exactly mm, what it is. Back under the bridge, lady. But so talking about trans, there was a 10-year-old trans activist I... fighting for kids in Texas, in the Texas area. Um, her name is Kay Shapley. I really love it. She's really adorable, too. And she testified in front of the Senate Committee on State Affairs on Monday, April 12th last year. But she says, I do not like spending my free time asking adults to make good choices. Okay. A 10-year-old is saying this. Mm -hmm. A 10-year-old. She's wise beyond her years. Old soul. She says, it makes me sad that some politicians use trans kids like me to get votes from people who hate me just because I exist. Exactly. This, God made me a ten-year-old. Read the rest of the quote because oh, that's what really is important. Um, God made me. God loves me for who I am, and God does not make mistakes. Okay, okay. I didn't. That wasn't in here. But wow, good for her. Good for her. I think it's amazing that she has so much resolve. Right. That's, so much. And if I'm not mistaken, she's up for one of Times Kids of the Year. Uh huh. And a Kids Choice are 
People's Choice? Is it People's Choice or Kids' Choice? Kids' Choice Awards. Oh, the Nickelodeon Kid of the Year. Yeah, the kid. Okay. Oh, wow. Good for her. And she's an actor also. Um, she moved to Austin in 2018, and she was speaking out the two Senate bills, 1311 and 1646, and they prevent transgender kids from receiving gender-affirming health care by criminalizing it. So SB, uh, State Bill, or Senate Bill 1311, it aims to prohibit medical professionals from providing affirming or transition-related health care to those younger than 18. Which is a problem that we're having across the country. You can drive when you're 16. You can get your license. You can drive when you're 15 as long as you have a 16 or, or, you know, a, a licensed person in the car with you. You can do that. This girl has is so smart for her age. Why would you go against something like that? I don't understand. Because she sees the edge of discrimination coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. She sees that happening. She even when she left the or when she was sit, standing there before she left the stand, she looked at all of them because uh, she was the first trans child to testify in front of the committee. Her statement was met with silence from the committee, and they did not follow up with any questions. So what did she say? Seriously, none of you want to know more about me? Right. I'm like, this is great. This is just, just great. We're going to need a lot of people like that because they're doing it here. Yeah. Yeah. She loves Dolly Parton. Um, Who doesn't love Dolly Parton? Exactly. She said, one day mom was playing Dolly and I was like, oh, who is this dramatic sounding woman? (laughs) I learned more about her and then I was like, she's just a taller than, she's just a little bit taller than me. She's nice and kind and has one sassy attitude. (laughs) I just think that's just great, you know. That's the attitude you should have as a kid. And for her to fight that, you know, as a 10-year-old, what I keep going back to is my, um, no, my um, um, great-nephew is nine years old. Now, granted, he's autistic and functions at a five-year-old level, but he's nine-year-old, and so I just think, oh, my gosh, it's one more year, and... It's just amazing. Amazing. It is. What do you think of it? I think we need a lot more of those kids to start talking in Florida. So do I. That's actually what I was going to because that was a perfect segue for what's happening here in Florida. Because we were just talking about it. We Yep. We just talked about it, about Texas. Mm -hmm. And in Florida, it's happening. Well, it was the books first. Yeah. Now they're taking it even further. Oh, they're coming way further. Uh, Lawmakers ramp up bills that would affect LGBTQ plus students. Five of them just this week. Five of them. Yep. Five of them just this week. Now, if you really count the other one, you know, from before, there were six if you count the the, trans sports ban. The sports ban, yes. Which Fairness and Women's Sports Act. The, yeah, because it's Barf. women's sports. They don't say anything about trans men in men's sports. That They're focused on men, on trans women in women's sports. That's crazy. I know Equity Florida is like doing all they can to, to go against these bills because it's going to decimate teaching. Uh-huh. You can't even, you won't be able under one of the bands to say Harvey Milk was the first elected gay man. Yeah. You would have to say Harvey Milk was elected. Was elected. 
Well, yeah. that's not the whole reason that Harvey Milk got elected. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's crazy. The, the, one of the bills is a transgender youth medical care ban. Yep. And that is House Bill 211. And the bill fell in 2021. So... Um, Re- uh, Representative Anthony Sabatini is the crazy one. Yeah, they're all mm. crazy if you ask me. But the, he's called it's the bill on youth, gender, and sexual identity, also called the Vulnerable Child Protection Act. It criminalizes healthcare practitioners who provide gender affirming medical care, such as puberty blockers and hormone replacement therapy, for minors. I thought the position was this is just like what Kay was speaking out with in Texas. I thought the position was it was a doctor patient and nobody should be involved. And and one thing I don't understand is, isn't that big government going into our private lives? Isn't that the stuff that some factions will argue against for sometimes, but for this, they don't. But aren't there people that are born intersex? I know. That what they the people that back that they believe children should not be able to delay puberty or otherwise stray from their sex assigned at birth. The only exception in the bill is a healthcare practitioner acting in accordance with a good faith medical decision of a parent or guardian, or if the child is intersex, meaning they were both they were born with any or both sexual characteristics. That intersex. Yeah, and it doesn't clarify subjective language about what could be considered a good faith medical decision. Yeah, so it's more laws that get passed that restrict gay and lesbian and bisexual transgender kids, and then that gets fought in the court and wastes all that money, and then it gets reviewed. All the things that we go, I don't understand we're in a world now where mental health is one of the big things, one of the big issues, but that totally discounts the mental health of a young child who's trans. Exactly. Or just questioning if they're trans. But these people aren't doctors, and they're like, right. they're stopping uh, professionals from from doing yes. what they should be doing. Lawmakers trying to play medical, I can't stand that stuff. There's also the protections of medical conscience and health care refusal. This one's ridiculous. Senate Bill 1820, and there's an identical House Bill 747, allows health care providers and insurers to, to deny, deny. A, a patient any sort of care on the basis of the provider's religious, moral, or ethical beliefs. A business shouldn't have religious, moral, or ethical beliefs. It's a business. Exactly. But they're also saying that healthcare providers and insurance, like a doctor... They could deny all of us insurance. Exactly. You could go to work somewhere. that's really effed. Uh, Exactly. I mean, seriously. Go to work somewhere, get insurance, and they say, oh, no... You have HIV, so you must be gay. What so if we they don't start backdating things? Where do we go, John? You know what, what would, I mean, seriously. What I wonder is, what go, if it goes that backwards, what does someone say like um, Advent Health? Because they are a religion-based organization. A private. And a lot of them are. Right. Right. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of hospitals are. But are we at the point where we prioritize the beliefs of the healthcare providers over the well-being of the patient? That's what the bill does. I know. Are we there? Uh, uh, 
I hope not. I'm afraid in Florida we might be, but and I then there's not. the one that my friends in California started blowing up my phone about. Don't say gay. Yeah, that's one we're getting to, which is Senate Bill 1834, House Bill 1557. This is the one we all need to contact people. About. Yes, it does not ban. Um, it does not ban LGBTQ plus conversations outright, but what it does, it prohibits a school district from encouraging classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity until you're in middle school. So they're saying no elementary school talking about it, which... Well, unfortunately, intersex kids aren't born into the seventh grade. Exactly. And and questioning kids, trans kids, you're not born into the seventh grade. No. I I was about to say, and I am going to say it. I I thought, well, no, John, don't say it. But no, I'm going to say it. Bring out the crazy in it. Most kids, by the time they're in middle school, have already been molested or abused or had something happen. I knew at six. From Exactly. I was at five. I was like, okay, I don't know what this is, but I know what this is. You know, if you know, you know. One of those types of things. But... For them to do that, it's like, okay. But this this bill in particular is going to try to erase every part of gay history since yep. 1969. Exactly. You can't learn about anything about Stonewall or the White Knight riots or the AIDS pandemic. Right. Or gay marriage. They're so not. eventually it's just going to be erased. They're not. Um, they're not trying to censor conversations about straight cisgender people either. So it's like, oh, okay. So you're not saying don't talk about this. Don't talk about sex or you know, sexual orientation between a man, you know, a boy and a boy or whatever. They're not saying that. They're saying they're saying no. You can't talk about any of it. Any of it. Any of it. Until you're middle school. So love is love is love doesn't work until you're in middle school. Right. And that's that's the whole thing. It's like, wait a minute, you're, you're causing an age. How can you put an age on something like that when everybody is an individual? And how many stories we know and heard and some experience about kids that are aware of themselves and they know they're gay before they're of age? There's one they person. They just know they like boys. There's one person that was quoted. Their name is Michael, M Y C H A E L. Yes. Said something that really upsets me about this is they're treating talking about being trans and discovering they, these identities as if it's a crime. Being trans is just normal. It's not normalized, but it is normal. The only way I discovered this identity inside of me is because I had these conversations. Right. So that's going to put all these kids into crisis. Oh, big time. Um, And kids are still going to talk. Uh-huh. So Senator Baxley, who sponsored the Senate bill, he would not respond to arguments that it would harm LGBTQ plus students. But he did say only that the bill is needed to give parents greater control over their child's curriculum. What? Homeschool. What? Exactly. No, you're in school to learn the reality of life. He said, I think the parents should have a more predominant role in what they're being exposed to and, to and taught. Um, it's school. Thank you. 
It's school, my brother's calling. You're supposed it's to school. learn about all sorts of things and people and cultures. You wanted my brother to get on the radio? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> He's and straight. the next bill, help. let's go to yes, the next one the because next bill. it's taken in total that these are absolutely staggering. Yeah, and what's what's really scary about all these is for each House bill, there's a Senate bill. Yeah, they've already that, got their plans. Yeah, so so they have it in both House and Senate. The plan's already there. And we know DeSantis will definitely sign these as quick as he signed the, the sports bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the next one, reproductive health and disease education, restricting access to sex ed. Like we need more HIV infections in Florida. Exactly. Now, what Backley says, because he also is the one that did the same one. Of course he is. Go figure. He said the idea behind parents opting their children in is to give a lot more attention to age appropriateness. Under current laws, parents can opt their children out of instruction on reproductive health if they choose so. Now, under his proposal, schools would not be able to teach sex ed to students who parents did not specifically opt them in with the instruction. Uh-uh. So they're needed to opt in Uh -uh. to this as opposed to— So everybody's out, and you have to go in as opposed to everybody being in and opt out of it. You're going to school to learn. Why are they leaving out the basics? Like, well, it's called sex education. I mean, it's in the name. <laughs> you know, it's in the name. Here's it's a book not... of blank pages. <laughs> right. We would like you to draw pictures, and we'll grade on on how appropriate they are. So, yeah. So we're gonna call this episode WTH Florida. WTH Florida. Because all these bills are just too much. And these, you don't, you know, it, you don't, might not think that it will affect you, but it affects everybody. I mean, I think it's awesome that Pete Buttigieg's husband spoke out about this. Yes. Because it's apparent to everybody across the country what this will do to kids. Yes, that is right. I forgot about that. Pete Buttigieg's husband did speak out about it. Yeah. It, it's it's going to absolutely be awful just it's erasing everything yeah that's exactly what they're trying to do it seems like and i hope i hope what you had said in text you know next is gay marriage oh i hope they don't go that route they're going to every when, state once the decision well with mississippi yeah is set if they can knock that peg off gay marriage is over with right they're already doing it state by state with these little tiny incremental things, Mm -hmm. which if they get a plurality of states, that's just done by the federal government. They're doing the same thing with abortion rules, abortion laws, you know, like Mississippi did. We're all going to have to go to California and fall off into the ledge when the earthquake comes Mm -hmm. in order to have any freedom. I'll just carry a parachute and dive gracefully. Into Ooh. what? The sandbar? <laughs> Into the abyss. Oh, oh. oh you're a flat earther. <laughs> I'm going to walk right off the edge of this. Watch me. <laughs> yeah. Get out there, Pat. I am going to walk. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to walk right over there and jump. I don't understand flat earthers. <laughs> so guess what? Oh, wow. Another first, another first for us gays or LGBTQ+. What's this now? We have our own cryptocurrency. I know. 
Maricoin. 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 <gasps> Which sounds like a Spanish exactly. word for the F bomb. Yeah, it is. Oh, not the F bomb. It's Mary. Mary. Yeah. Coin. It, oh, it, if you, you have took, to say, if you yeah, took the yeah, last, mm. last eye out of it, it would be Maricoin. No, it but would be a one-eyed Maricoin. <laughs> right, a one-eyed Maricoin. It, but it's Maricoin. Yes. Now that's why the name was kind of questionable because it's so close. It was picked to, because it's questionable. Exactly. And there's a little flashback to your gay history. And they also did the pilot test in Madrid, Spain. Yes. And that would be Spanish, which is where the other word maricon would come into us. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So the name of it actually is a portmanteau, which is two words put together to make one. Um, it plays on a widely known anti-gay slur. So it was meant to be that. Oh, yeah. They picked it on purpose. Which was maricon and then coin. Yes. So I'm like, Metacoin. that's the best. That's the best thing ever. It is. I'm like, this is the greatest thing. I wonder if their stock took a tumble yesterday, like all the rest of the cryptos. Did they? Oh, they fell off the ledge yesterday. Uh, you know what? It's gonna go up. It's gonna go up. So, you Unless know. everybody gets hacked and then it all just goes away. <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry. I still deal with money, money. Well, I don't understand. Okay, I t I finally got on board and understand cryptocurrency, even though it's not really any kind of money coin. That's the mental block I, that me and a lot of people had with it. But what is this NFT? Non-fungible oh, token. Oh, I know. I know. And you get pictures of stuff. It's for the metaverse. Do you know you can buy $400 Adidas sneakers for your avatar? Oh, my gosh. You can get Gucci clothes for your avatar. It's getting to be just like... Get off the couch and go do something. Like what some of these people are... You know, like what we see in some of these movies and stuff about the future. This is the Matrix right here. Yes. Yeah, and I'm still Willow Pill, not Red Pill, not Blue Pill, Willow uh -huh. Pill. Will, not Big Pill, not Medium Pill, but Willow Pill, mm. extra small pill. <laughs> well, guess what? It's TikTok time. time. Yes, and it's working this time it's too. Slipping, yes, slipping, this slipping. has been another edition of Out Loud Orlando, the Homo Happy Hour. Remember to fight the good fight, always swing first. I am DJ Crazy JC John. Love um, everybody if you can because we are one dysfunctional family. Dysfunctional but loving. But we're still a family, so you got to love. I'm the Elderberry. Peace out. Peace out. We will see you next Tuesday. Knock, knock. Who's there? Rona. <laughs> Had her. She's gone. Oh, no. She's not welcome here. She's not on the list. You know you still test positive up to 10 days. You can still test positive. I did. I've tested positive for 32 years. Yesterday child. was my first negative test. Ooh. Ooh. There goes Rona. Bye, girl. Mask up. The stealth strain's coming.